Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to Fortress of the Mind. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about a subject that came up in the previous podcast. And this was the subject of the dirtbag shuffle. The dirtbag shuffle. <laughs> and, and this is a phrase that I coined that I think most people know once they hear it described. Once they hear it described, they'll say to themselves, I've experienced that. I know what that is. I know what you mean. Essentially, a dirtbag is, is a, a, the type of modern loser who doesn't want to do anything, can't be relied upon to do anything, always drops his pack, always has an excuse, always wants to blame somebody else, and never can seem to get anything done right. Just someone who is a complete waste, a complete waste, good for a good for nothing, a do nothing. Now, in the old days, you used to be able to call out people like this, and they used to get punished pretty quickly by society. They were very readily chastised by their peer group, by schools, by jobs, by society at large. But it seems like those normal checks and balances have whittled away like so much else in our society, have been eroded by political correctness so that you can't even discipline these people anymore. So our society is breeding them. And if you say to yourself, boy, it seems like there's just more dirtbags and more idiots and dorks than there have ever been before, you might be right. You probably are right because the normal control mechanisms that used to be in place for keeping the dorks under control no longer exist or the dorks have developed resistance to the pesticides that used to keep them under control. So this podcast is going to be about spotting dirtbags, knowing the games that they play and coming up with strategies to save yourself time, pain, trouble, or worse. So let's start with definitions. As Cicero said, let's start with our definitions. Let's define our terms. What is a dirtbag? What do we mean by dirtbag? Well, I think all dirtbags share certain features. They share certain features. I think the biggest features, there are four altogether, that they share are they're the type of people that put in an absolute minimum of effort and then stop. If you give them an assignment to do, if you tell them to do something, and by the way, most of this advice is uh, applicable to people who either work with customers or work with clients who may be dirtbags, but it can also be used by anyone in general who has to interact with dirtbags. But essentially, the first feature is there are people who put in a minimal effort on anything and then stop. They put in a minimal effort and stop. Instead of using their brains, such as they are, to overcome obstacles, the dirtbag will simply sit down on the side of the road and just do nothing. He'll just collapse into the fetal position. We used to call this in the old days, in the military days, a pack dropper. Someone who would just drop his pack on a march would just sit down, drop his pack, give up, just be a quitter. They, they're, they're quitters. Dirtbags are quitters. They don't want to do work. They don't know what work is. They think they know what work is because 
in our society, you get, uh, uh, you get rewarded just for showing up nowadays. But they really don't know what work is. So that's the first feature of the dirt bag. It's some is the pack dropper who puts in minimal effort and then stops. I think the second feature of the dirt bag is an outgrowth of the first is someone who can't follow simple instructions even when those instructions relate to something that's in his own, his or her own interest. They don't they they don't even possess the minimum level of survival self-awareness. They don't seem to have a self-preservation instinct. The modern dirtbag has been coddled from cradle to grave. And so he or she has no idea that he or she is a worthless douchebag. They don't know it. They think that they are somehow engaged in this grand uh, effort against the world. And then when you look at what they're dealing with, they're just literally just shuffling papers around from one corner of a desk to another, doing nothing. And expecting sympathy. And when they come to you for help, and then when you tell them what they need to do, they can't even possess the most basic self-preservation instinct to carry out simple instructions that are in their best interests. They have conditioned themselves for failure. They want to fail because then they can have someone to blame. The third condition of the modern dirtbag is they want to be spoon-fed. The dirtbag wants to be spoon-fed. They want you to do all the work. They don't want to put in the effort. If you give them a task to do, they will do 50% of it. They'll bring it back to you, and then you'll tell them what they need to do, and then they'll bring it back to you again, then they'll do another 50, they'll do another half of that half. They, they can never quite get off their asses to do a good faith effort on any job. Because again, they're dirtbags. They don't get the idea of achievement. They want to be spoon-fed. They want you to wheel in a tray of milk and cookies into the squad bay and be their mother. They want you to wave a magic wand over the felt hat and pull out a rabbit that's going to save them. That's their idea of of help. They don't understand that without self-help, no amount of external aid is going to really do any permanent good. And then the fourth feature of the dirtbag is the shifting of blame. And this is a, a big one. The dirtbag loves to blame. In fact, you'll detect when you deal with these people that they often will try to set you up to blame you for something. They're so conditioned for failure, and they really want failure in so many ways because that can give them an excuse to uh, sit at the bar and just bend the elbow with a drink and say how the world screwed them, that they want to blame you. They want to blame you for their problems. So this is the, the fourth and perhaps most important feature of the dirt bag is the shifting of blame. The shifting of blame. So you have to be aware of these features of the dirt bag. So when you see him come into your office or when he enters your field of vision in whatever activity you're engaged with, sports, work, love, friendship, whatever, you'll be able to spot the dirt bag and know the games that he plays. So that's the dirtbag. What is the, the dirtbag shuffle? What do I mean by that? Well, the dirtbag shuffle is simply a, a phrase to describe the games that dirtbags play to put you through the paces. The dirtbag's game can be one of several things. 
They could be stalling for time. They could maybe not want to pay you for something that you've worked that you've done. Maybe they want to try to blame you for something. Maybe they secretly have some other agenda. Regardless, the dirtbag shuffle is the game that the dirtbag plays to try to get to manipulate you into going along with his goal. The dirtbag shuffle is a manipulation game. It's a manipulation game where he or she wants to pull you into his orbit of dirtbaggery. And that's, you know, that's really something important that we have to be mindful of. That the modern dirtbag wins by pulling you into his orbit. It's almost like this, you know, you hear about these uh, physicists who explain how gravity works, they how the, a large mass distorts space-time. Well, dirtbags also distort space and time. Dirtbags also distort space and time by their ability to create chaos. And the dirtbag thrives on chaos because the more bullshit they can pull, the more smoke they can kick up, the more dirt they can kick up, the better chance they have of accomplishing their goals, which is manipulation, to make you accomplish whatever task they want. That's the goal. That's the goal. So then the question becomes, the question becomes, how do you deal with the dirtbag? How do you protect yourself from the dirtbag? How do you uh, control the interaction that, so that you come out on top? Or if not on top, at least with some self-respect. Or that you get your goals accomplished. Well, it's not hard. It takes discipline. And it takes practice. But once, you, once you've seen a few dirtbags, you'll realize that their games are not as clever as they think they are. The dirtbag really thinks he's clever. But they win by attrition. They win by attrition because the dirtbag is so used to not being confronted by anyone. They're so used to being giving the, given the benefit of the doubt that they will often win just by wearing you down. So you've got to be on him. You've got to be on, him, on his ass. You've got to be on the dirtbag and stay on his ass to make sure he doesn't screw you. Well, how do you do that? Well, number one, the first and most important thing, you have to document everything. He who has the best paperwork wins. If you're dealing with a dirtbag and he's a client or a customer, save your documentation. Every type of interaction you have with the dirtbag needs to be documented because the dirtbag will play the game of, I didn't say that, I don't know what's going on, I can't believe this is happening, I didn't do that, no, you never told me anything, you never told me this bad thing was going to happen. That's the games that the dirtbag plays. If you remember my last podcast, we discussed a dirtbag in that podcast who pretended that he never got notice of this lawsuit 10 years ago and he can't believe that the world is happening to him and oh, this woe is me and it's so horrible, it's so bad. And everybody was sympathizing with this guy. Everybody except me. And I said, bullshit, bullshit. You're full of shit. You fucking knew. You knew what was going on. And hopefully the person or persons who dealt with this dirtbag kept good records. And they have records of everything so that when the dirtbag tries to play his game, they can pull out the emails or letters or records or whatever and say, no, no, this isn't the way it was. This is the way it was. So that's the first thing is documenting communications. Um... The second thing, I think, is just giving simple guidance. Giving simple and clear guidance. Don't try to give 
the dirtbag too many complicated instructions because that's what they will use as the excuse to drop their pack and not do anything. Keep the instructions simple. Don't always tell the dirtbag exactly how to do everything. Tell him what the goal is and then follow up and make sure he's accomplishing the goal because if you get too specific, then when they run into the first obstacle, they just quit and you're out of luck. Um, and then the third thing is you've got to follow up. You've got to check on the dirt bag. You can't just tell him or her to do something and then forget about it. You know, the fire and forget mentality only works with people who are self-starters, who are motivators, self-motivated people, go-getters, uh, people who are going to be reliable and stand-up individuals, not the dirt bag. You've got to follow up. You've got to make sure you stay on his ass. Stay on his ass. Wherever he goes, you go. Figuratively, not literally, of course. And that uh, brings me to the fourth thing. You make sure it's on them. You've got to make sure that the it's crystal clear that the responsibility for carrying out the tasks that he needs to carry out are on him. Now, you do your job, of course, but don't ever give the dirtbag any wiggle room to say, well, you know, maybe I should have done this or maybe I... No. The minute you say that, then it becomes your problem or your fault. You have to always make sure that the blame, that the responsibility for the dirtbag's life rests with the dirtbag. Because there's something wrong when you care more about his life than he does. If you care more about the life of the dirtbag than he does, then there's something wrong. So that's what you have to take as a starting point. And the fifth point is related to these preceding four points, which is assume society won't back you up. Don't count on external actors or agencies or uh, organizations or whatever to back you up. You're on your own because dirtbags have a way of twisting things and trying to lie and try to make it seem like the problem is yours and not theirs. And you can't count on recourse to these agencies or regulators or necessarily courts. Uh, if you have to, you have to, but you have to assume that you're on your own. Assume that the only person that cares about you is you because the dirtbag sure doesn't care about you. And when they go crying to the authorities or they go crying to whatever, you've you've got to make sure you've got good records because the society that we live in now is a chicken shit one. They don't want to punish people for being dirtbags. They don't want to hold people accountable for being dirtbags. They want to punish the good people. The scammers and the con artists seem to skate. They skate. They get off in many ways. But the good people have to keep good records and they have to make sure that they cover themselves because you can't count on anyone now. It's, it's on you. So hopefully this has been some help. We've talked a little bit, little bit about what is a dirt bag, how the dirt bag shuffle works, and what are some of the ways you can protect yourself against these types of people when you're in the industries of uh, you're dealing with clients, you're dealing with customers, you're dealing maybe with students if you're a teacher, or you're dealing with peers um, in groups or coworkers at work. Uh, all of these situations are applicable to what I'm saying. So be safe out there, watch your back, 
and follow these guidance principles and I think you'll be fine. All right, that'll be all for now. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.